the summer of strangeness vacation edition with wayne and michelle episode 61 of the michigan ufo sightings and paranormal encounters podcast live edition Welcome to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast, where we explore the unexplained and mysterious phenomena that have occurred throughout the state of Michigan and beyond. From UFO sightings to ghostly encounters, we delve deep into the stories, the evidence, and the theories behind these strange events. We are your hosts. I'm Michelle. And I'm Wayne. We are an educator duo that after an encounter with a triangular UFO in 2018 in Michigan, we decided to investigate UFOs and the paranormal. In this podcast, we will be speaking with eyewitnesses, experts, and researchers to uncover the truth about some of the most intriguing cases of paranormal activity in and around Michigan. Our goal is not to convince anyone of the existence of these phenomena, but rather to provide a platform for discussion and exploration. So, buckle up and join us on this journey down the paranormal rabbit hole. On an escalator. There, there hey. I am on the escalator. Here we are. We're back. <laughs> hey, everyone. It has been a summer, so we are on vacation and we are still live. Dude, so. it is zooming through July. Yes, I, it is. I'm staying out of the stores. I don't want to see any of the school supplies. I don't want to see any back to school savings right now. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I walked past a... Uh, back to school supplies store sale thingy at Walmart or some store. And I think I flipped it off and scared some kids. So I'm just kind of like, not today, Satan. <laughs> right. But anyway, the other way. Welcome, everyone, to another live edition of the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. This is episode 61 on this day of the 17th of July, 2023. If you want to catch this show live and participate in the live chat, we are currently streaming on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. After the airing of this live stream, you will be able to hear any of our shows, including this one on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and many others. So we're going to give some quick hellos to the chat before we get started. Got to say hey to Intergalactic Angler out there. And we've got Diane with us, Jeanette. We got Straw Dog. We got Zach. So hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yes. So thanks for joining in. And uh, hopefully we get some more people to pile in here in a few minutes. So, yeah, just real quick. Um, yeah, Michelle and I are on summer vacation. And it seems like a lot of the people that want to be guests or we try to get on here um, are also on summer vacation. So they're kind of stretching out July for coming on. However, we got a guest coming on on our live show on the 29th of July. And that will be Cheryl Costa. Yeah, she Cheryl's was just, coming to join us again. Yeah, she was just recently on... Uh, uh, with George Norrie on Coast to Coast AM. So we're going to be having her at the end of the month here. So that'll be awesome. And if we can get somebody somewhere before that, we'll try to squeeze in an extra guest and, and uh, have a, a 
good July interview. If not, you know, maybe we'll just do another one of these. So, well, secretly, we're hoping that we yeah. have some stories to come back with because we're heading west. Yeah, we're heading out here soon. And uh, actually, <laughs> in the morning, and we will be out west for a few days. So, so if we can catch anything mm -hmm. video wise, well, we already know how cell phones produce videos. So, yeah, might have exactly. to just come back with word of mouth stories on that one. Yep. Oh, I see Zen Ad Astra is yeah. in. So that's Mr. X. How are you, What's sir? What's up, Mr. X? We'll uh we'll be contacting you soon to get you to come back on the show. So uh good to see you in chat. You know, gotta remember, just wanted to say that you know, the live show, the podcast happens because of all of you guys, the viewers, the listeners of the show, and your amazing support. <clears throat> If you want to help support the podcast, the links are below in the show description with our PayPal, Patreon, Linktree that will take you to all different ways to support the show. But one of the best ways that you can support this, this live cast is to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. So YouTube and their algorithms are not very kind when it comes to anything with UFO in the title. Neither is my Facebook account. Yeah. Considering, uh, what's going on in the U S government currently, uh, whether you buy into it or not, it is, uh, really strange how the shadow banning or whatever it is that has to do with, uh, UFOs and the paranormal. It's like, if you don't have over a thousand members, they kind of, I don't want to say oppress you, but they kind of oppress you. you they know? stick us in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys like are, you go stand you in guys, the corner. even though we have a lot of audio listeners, like a lot of audio listeners that listen to our audio podcast, uh, for video stuff, nah, we're, we're going to keep you guys down. So thanks a lot, YouTube, but we're still here. So we also need to give out, uh, give a couple shout outs to our Patreon members. We have two, we have, uh, Tabin R and Hava H. Thank you for your continued support. And if you want to be a supporter of the podcast, since we can't get super chats or anything like that through YouTube, which is fine. If you want to make a donation of any kind, you can find our PayPal link in the show description. You can find our Patreon link in the show description. As Guy would say, everybody wants a coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, there's our merchandise store. We do have a merchandise store with some pretty snazzy uh, homemade artwork by my daughter, who's a great and talented artist and going off to college going to college in august yes gonna be a network engineer yeah she's, uh, she's she's amazing she's our she's our techie yeah. techie girl and, and very artistic so yes but uh, um one one shout out michelle that we need to do and i'm gonna put it up here um on a kind of a sad note but we want to get people in the community but an to, optimistic note too yes what's um, up metalhead Oh, I see Metalhead. Yes, here. Metalhead has joined us. Let me find the. I need to find the tab. Here we go. All right. So, if you guys remember, we had John Yost on, and he was the creator of the movie. Um, let's see if I can remember the documentary. Was it Answers? Alien Abduction Answers. And it was his story of being abducted and things like that. He recently found out he has pancreatic cancer. So 
we would like to help out as much as possible and get the word out there. The link to his GoFundMe is in our show description. And he's just a, a wonderful person trying to get information out there about his abduction and other people's abductions through his movies. Very talented. And uh, it's he, like whether you agree with him or not, yeah, or, you know, find you him incredible. Him? He's he's still yeah. human and a yeah. super nice guy. Yes. So if you can, the link in our is, to his GoFundMe is in our show description. And if you can uh, make a s- small donation to help him out and his family out, that would be awesome. And uh, we're we're pulling for him. It seems like this summer has been a very uh, tragic year for people getting bad news and having things happen to them. So, um, yeah. So if you can help out, you know, that would be great. Um, yeah. See, I mentioned guy and coffee mugs and guy appears. Yeah. Hello guy. Amazing. What's going on? Guy merits here. <laughs> he said he can't type. So, he all right. <clears throat> gotcha. On, on a finer note, we have yeah. to say that recently, um, Jack Bashong was in Muskegon doing a yes, presentation at the library, but just by chance, he happened to be in the, the Dearborn area, and so we got a chance to go out to dinner with Jack and his lovely wife and their son. So it was a very good time at, uh, what was it, Bamboozles in Dearborn? J, like J.D. Bamboozles? J.B. Bamboozles. It's an Irish yeah. pub yeah. In, the middle of, in the middle of Dearborn, so yep. it was good food and good company. Yeah, and why was he in Michigan, Michelle? What was he doing? He was doing the presentation about the 1994 UFO sightings on the west side of the state. Correct. So, and, you know, he was all nervous to talk in front of, yeah. you know, 100 people. But, you know, it looks like from the, the videos and... There he is. Yep, there is Jack. So, from the from <laughs> from the videos and the, and the pictures that joy um put up because of course you know she's a teacher and her and i had to sit there and do shop talk all night um it it looks like he did a great job yep so absolutely yes so jack bashong is a great guy just a great family yeah yep it was cool to be able to meet one of our guests in person and hang out with them and uh amazing dude just down to earth we could sit down and and break bread together and and have some great conversations it was very very cool um but he did do a presentation at the muskegon library and i think you can see that video that he did about the 1994 ufo flap that happened in western michigan in march and i believe that was on march 8th if I'm not mistaken. well, and I know that there was a podcast out of Muskegon too that also interviewed him. So yeah, and I know that he's got that on you know on Facebook, and I know it's on YouTube too. I think it's like you know Muskegon UFOs. Yeah. Um. So we 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 got to discuss what we're going to talk about tonight. And yeah. So Michelle, why don't you tell us what we got going on? Because we got some serious stuff. We got some 
funny stuff and and then we have stuff. you know our perspective on things i know that you guys have seen all over youtube or any of the social media platforms that video with the young lady completely flipping out on the airplane yep. you know about whoever was sitting next to her uh not being human yeah so the guy in the hoodie. and that's why my my tagline says not a reptilian in a hoodie <laughs> well and and here here's the thing we know that there have been i mean just tons of people out on tiktok and everything like doing their analysis of what was going on in that plane so we felt that we kind of had to show the video and, and give our own analysis and then also see what would come out you know come alive in chat yeah. as far as the perspectives and if you haven't seen the video yet this will give you a chance to yeah, see it we'll, we'll play it um so tonight we're gonna be talking about various topics including the reptilians on an airplane mm -hmm. um the house gop plans to hold long teased ufo hearing so mm -hmm. the house and senate are using their annual defense bills to get the government to share more information about ufos um a tour of strange objects so it is an expo that I had no knowledge of until I ran across it in my live feed, something that had come to the Novi Expo Center. So we're going to take a look into an, a current expo that is still, you know, still out in uh, circulation across the U.S. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Bigfoot captured by a drone. Yes. Hmm. And yes. David Fravor is interviewed by Ryan Graves on the Merged podcast. Yes. Uh, David Fravor has shown up again. So very interesting in these uh, these times that uh, David Fravor has shown back up, whether you believe in this stuff or not, or if the government's behind something, who knows. But I'm going to play some clips from that interview and we'll talk about that. So, uh, Michelle. I think we should start with, uh, why don't you give a little background? Mm -hmm. well, why don't we start with the woman with the snakes on the plane? You mean the reptilians on the plane? Hold on, let me go grab my hoodie. Well, last time I checked, the snake was a reptile. Or am I, I wrong? You know, <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Apparently on this American Airlines flight, this young lady decided to storm off of the plane claiming that whoever she was sitting next to was not human. Correct. So let's take a look at it and we'll give our yeah. own perspectives. All right. All right. You guys ready for this? I mean, you hear so many stories about people freaking out on planes, which is interesting in and of itself. There's no but... reptilians on this mother plane. Yeah. Me. me. All right. Hold on. Here we go. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the f off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe Look at her it. Hands. I don't give two f but I am telling you right now. It's like she's a flight attendant. That mother back there is not real. And you can and sit on this looks. plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. Dude, she's automatically on a ban list right. for using the word die right. while standing in the aisle oh, of a okay. plane. <laughs> so let's, first of all, I'm surprised nobody got on on her about the uh, hand positions. Did you see how she was doing that? Right? The two finger. You Isn't know? that what flight attendants do? Yeah. It's like, you know, 
<laughs> I was going to say that the, or like Illuminati the, stuff. The, I mean, it's, the, yeah, right. You, the exits got, on the side, maybe she was, maybe she was. But, you know, I feel bad for the guy because everybody turns and looks, you know, like, what? <laughs> He's like, why but, is everybody looking at me? Right. What I do. What I do. But, uh, yeah, so. All right. One of the this things. Is, I mean, this is where you wish that somebody closer to that seat would have videotaped. I mean, I, I've I've seen some of the videos out there. Mm. Um, there was another one where the lady said that like she looked at his eyes or whatever and and saw like the yeah. the opening and closing <laughs> yeah. of it. It's crazy. It's like <laughs> I gotta see it to believe it, you know, sort of kind it, of thing. And I know, <laughs> I know people have been talking about this and i really didn't want to you know bring it up because everybody was talking about this when it first came out and stuff but if she's obviously if she's not pretending and i'm hearing her voice she's she's having some type of a breakdown i mean I, that really with that high-pitched voice she's obviously maybe she was uh drinking at the the bar before she got on the plane Maybe the guy didn't want to talk to her. Maybe she was trying to. Uh, who knows? But uh, there's so <laughs> much to the back story. She looks like Ashley Babbitt. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I don't know. It, you know, it's kind of like her emotional response to it, though. How high pitched her voice yeah. gets. Yeah. Let's is... hear this one more time. Hold on. Listen to her voice. What? I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the either believe it or they cannot believe it i don't give two f but i am telling you right now that mother f that mother f back there is not real not real like he's not real what does that even she doesn't say anything about being a reptilian or nothing she says he's not real uh larry said the mainstream media said she was talking about the trans stewardess what wow i haven't heard really? that i haven't heard that angle i've only heard the the reptilian and the hey if, if an adult wants to be trans they can be trans whatever man <laughs> zen said did his claw shredder jeans yeah i know right look at her jeans man let's, if let's that's the case the reptilian made his way to all my jeans too yeah <laughs> and oh, you can my... sit on this plane and you can die with them or not I'm not going to. Uh, okay. No, uh, no. And, and I love the one guy right there. He says, bye. Bye. <laughs> what? You know. Okay. Don't say the word die on a plane. And, nope. She's and, on a ban list now. now. Did you ever, did you hear of anything happening to that plane or whatever? No. Nope. No. Nope. Nothing happened. <laughs> Nobody said anything. I, I wish the guy would come forward. There's been guys out there making videos poor guys like being, blind or something well, like well that's possible I yeah mean, right? we don't know the because um, of the film you can get the filmy look over the eyes but there there has been a a guy out there that's made a a spoof a parody of saying that he was the guy sitting in there oh my gosh yes. and and it, it's bad you can find it i'm not gonna tell you guys 
metalhead i'm telling you you know when you're too drunk the spirits come out that, that plane go. hadn't even taken off so it's not like the service card had even come through you know with no, her like she was drinking before oh at the airport yeah she's at like i'm in the dub right at the gates I, i'm in the delta at, lounge they have bars <laughs> oh, at all those gates dude. before come i get on, on my american on. airlines flight but yeah that there was something definitely going on there so what i want to show you guys now is some screenshots of uh the, the dude and and this is from the camera of the hoodie guy all right now when you see this this is from the phone camera and then you'll know that when you see other things out there they've been doctored all right so that's the original okay now wearing a hoodie maybe the dude was having a bad hair day you know whatever but I I wouldn't wear a hoodie on a plane. But those planes are so hot anyhow. Yeah, I, I don't know. even know how I he know. was wearing a hoodie to begin with. I don't know. But <laughs> but you know, come on. That you know, you see the eyes and a lot of the pictures and stuff like that. That's the clearest shot I could find of it actually happening. It's Eminem. <laughs> yeah guy says he thinks it's eminem <laughs> yep man i don't i don't know i mean it was eminem on his way to appear at the ed sharan show in detroit come on yeah who knows we're always going to see videos like this one but like i said i know a young lady on a band list now yeah you don't say you're gonna die on a plane nope Nope, there's key there's key words that they will kick you off even if you don't yeah, want to get off. Turn that plane around, and I'm sure they probably did and booted her right out. They I hadn't even taken off of yet. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, they turned the plane around and booted her off. Yep. They she they were taxiing to the runway and she had her meltdown. I don't know. It's crazy. <sighs> what now, Michelle? Where do you want to go next? Oh well, I guess we're are we gonna... are we gonna stick with the funny stuff here? What would be the next funny thing? How about Bigfoot? It's not funny, but... Oh, we're yeah. going to jump to the thing, the yeah. last thing on the list. Okay, go for it. All right. So new drone footage of Bigfoot hailed as the best yet. This came out. This is on Indy 100, the news democracy. Um, let me share this with you guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but let me... Uh, where. Here we go. So, yeah, Indy 100. I'll play the video for you in a little bit. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, tedious, tedious old hoax. Call it what you like, but the hairy beast remains one of the world's most beloved and enduring mysteries. That's true. Well, there could be some kind of ape. I'm not going to rule that out. For centuries, sightings of the elusive forest dweller have been reported across North America. And since the advent of portable cameras, there's been an endless stream of snapshots and footage of the monster. Now, you guys, I'll link all this stuff in the show notes. You guys can go and read this article if you want. Uh, this article came out today, actually, about this, but I know that the video is about seven months old. So I don't know if it's been debunked or what, but 
I'll let you guys make that call when you see the video. All right. And those of you that listen, get over to our YouTube channel. Get over to our YouTube channel. You want to check this out. All right, let me see. Here we go. This is it. Okay, here we go. And action. Okay, so the guy's flying a drone. This is in Vermont. And you can tell it was during the winter. So it was, a you know, a while ago. But check this out. This is kind of cool. What? What the world? What? What is that? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Okay, so now he's going to get lower and zoom in. It's kind of interesting. So now he's panning the camera around on the drone, trying to find where it went. It went to the left. Yep. <laughs> Well, he's rotating no it. Are you serious? Oh, he cuts it. What? In there. What is that? All right, Michelle, what's your initial thoughts seeing this? Really big guy and either A, didn't shave his back, or B, and it's the winner. In the worst color of a snowmobile suit ever like one of those big thick uh what are carhartt suits i don't know i I, <laughs> I don't even know what i i mean the image is really really good on this drone yeah and that's part of the problem for this guy right So looking, looking some more here. I mean, it's too bad that it didn't pick up sound because isn't there? No, there's no microphones on those drones, I don't believe. So he's looking around, looking around. I don't know if he finds it again. It's definitely humanoid. It's not a bear. It looks like a human, a very large human. Too easy to fake. Yeah, Rick. I know. I mean, it it yep. could have just been a very tall person in like, like a snowmobile suit. That's, you know, or like overalls and a thick, heavy coat. I don't know. It's a good image. Definitely yeah. could tell a story with that one. Yep. Let's go back here for a minute. All right, let's go back. Take a quick look. Right there. What? What the world? What? What is that? All right. One thing to note, oh, though, what's weird, it's not leaving any footprints what? in the snow. I don't know. Or the drone is still himself. too far up. 
Like I'm watching this for the first time too. It's why my head's like tilting with the fishes. What? What is that? I'm trying to look at the feet. Nah, I'm trying to look at the hands. Because as soon as you see, if it's not gloves, any sort of flesh tone. Somebody said it in chat. This is so easy to fake. Rick said it. Yeah, Rick said it. You can't tell, you know? You know, it's probably a, a guy, you know, his buddy's got a drone. Hey, send the drone up. Yeah. <laughs> what the world? Yeah. I'm, I'm ruling this one fake. So... Bigfoot or a bear? Bigfoot or a bear? No, not a bear. Not a bear. Oh man, Michelle, you want to get on to these uh, these two news articles? One came out on the thirteenth of July. Are are we going with the House GOP? Yeah, let's start with the House GOP. GOP plans to hold long teased UFO hearings. This is from (laughs) July thirteenth of this year. Yeah, because we know that the government likes to tease. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is going on with the gut? Go- okay, before you get started, is anybody else worried that the government's now all about UFOs? I, I'm just I, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. When they jump on this and start talking about it, it's like, mm, what else is going on that you guys are uh, yeah. not wanting to share? This is uh, um. From Politico. So House GOP plans to hold long teased UFO hearings. That's what it's about. Aliens. I think people deserve to know. Rep. Tim Burchett, Republican from Tennessee, who is leading the effort, told Politico. So this is that non-human intelligence stuff that they've been throwing around recently. Um, Michelle, why don't you go ahead and take it away? So this article was just released uh, four days ago. So the House Oversight Committee is finally planning to hold a long teased hearing on UFOs. A small but vocal contingent of the Republican conference has been pushing for a hearing after the Pentagon and other national security agencies have said in recent months that they are investigating unidentified aircraft and hundreds of new reports of UFOs. Straw dog in chat says, what's the diversion? That's a good question. That's that's exactly what we're thinking, too. And here's the thing. If it is a diversion... And these people in Congress are falling for it, then that that bothers me that they would fall for it. Well, it's like and the more they're they using, t- they're using something serious, it's right? A- like UFOs, they're basically to, well to us. It's serious. Yeah, it is serious. So you know, it's like we we want to know. You know, we've seen something. You know, other people have seen you know, seen things and we've talked about it. So I agree with the diversion. It's kind of like, okay, let's talk more about this. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, who in the hell are we going to war with? So that they're, you know, not publicizing yet. Oh, all right. So senior Republicans have now tentatively slated such a hearing for the last week of July. So according to two Republicans familiar with the hearing, 
That's what it is all about. Aliens. I think people deserve to know that's uh, Representative Tim Burchett, um, Republican out of Tennessee. One of the two Republicans told Politico. So that is where we are looking at this article from. Um, both Oversight Chair um, James uh, Comer and Speaker Kevin McCarthy have signed off on holding a hearing with Burchett and um, Representative Anna Paulina Luna. Mm-hmm. So the Republican out of Florida um, asked to take the lead. So a spokesperson for Comer noted that the hearing is still in its planning stages, but it is looking like it will happen towards the end of this month. The Kentucky Republicans said that it will be a subcommittee hearing. So despite the early stages, the hearing has already sparked pushback, not only within the committee, but from the Defense Department, according to Burchett. Uh, Another GOP member of the Oversight Committee granted uh, anonymity. to be anonymous, to speak candidly. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I'm just having an English teacher having a moment. Having so a they moment. plan to attend. But there are some people who want to stop it. There are some people who want to do it. That lawmaker also said that they had been told the hearing will take place during the final week of July. I guess we will see what comes the final week of July. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Th- this is what's got me worried about this before we finish this off because this is not a very long article <sighs> i hate to say it but in 2020 they got a lot of things passed and pushed onto the people about wearing certain devices on their face getting jabbed with certain things and certain types of uh medicine and things like that so you can't blame me for being skeptical that they're up to something. And I I really hate to say that because I want to believe it. I want them to work for the betterment of this country and this topic, but it's really hard with, with just within the last couple of years, the things that they've pulled on people. So it's like a weak game of tug of war. What is a really weak game? Well, They got the money passed right for, arrow so they got that put aside and they got people staffing that now so they have this office so i don't know i'm skeptical go ahead where are we at there's just internal all right there's just internal machinations between staff and members some don't want to do it at this time right now think it's a bad idea the member said adding that there are that there was concern, a concern that people will run wild with it. Yeah, like you, go and start a podcast. Go and start a podcast, or I don't know, a show on the History Channel called Skinwalker Ranch Dressing. Um, an oversight committee staffer denied that there was pushback on the hearing, but indicated that staff is trying to work out witnesses. Work out witnesses? Were they taking them to the gym? Anyways, the Defense Department didn't immediately respond to a request for comment about the hearing. Spokespeople for Luna didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The hearing would be this year's latest example of Congress digging into the UFO space after alien fever briefly gripped Washington as the United States shot down a series of balloons. 
Are we sure they were balloons? At least some of which turned out to be Chinese spy craft. Yeah. uh, If they were aliens or a high tech civilization, we're not going to be able to shoot them down. I I hate to tell you that. Um, Let's see. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the all domain anomaly resolution office, better known as arrow testified before the Senate armed service committee earlier this year, telling senators that the Pentagon at the time was tracking roughly 650 incidents involving unidentified aircraft. Okay. They're saying aircraft. Um, and unclassified annual report released by the office of the director of national intelligence in January said that they had found 510 cases through August 30th, 2022. And how many of them are they going to say are balloons? Well, I want to know, I want to know what those cases are. Why don't they tell us what the, what the cases are? Oh, it it would be great if they would disclose each and every one of those instead of what a six or seven page document. Yep. So why don't you finish it up? Oh yeah. Well that, and I'm cracking up at intergalactic and Chad, thank you for the comment about the reach around too. Oh, (laughs) so you see me cracking up. That's what it was. Kirkpatrick told senators at the time that he had found no evidence of alien activity, but he also raised eyebrows Mm -hmm. when he co-wrote a draft academic paper with Harvard professor Avi Loeb in which they floated that unexampled aerial excursions could be probes from an extraterrestrial parent craft Mm. while acknowledging that they don't know for sure if there are any functioning extraterrestrials crafts near earth. Well, see Avi Loeb got pulled into this because of the Oumuamua object that came into the solar system. And, uh, I think I think Avi Loeb is legit. I, I'm going to say that. I think he's truly into this and wants to know. And he thinks that that Amuamua or the Wanderer, I think is what that translates into, was some type of a craft because of the um, characteristics it exhibited. So, I mean, who's to say? But anyways, that was on the 13th. So they are going to be doing a hearing at the end of the month. So I guess we'll be seeing what that's going to be all about. Yeah, we'll see what they have to say. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next article that came out the very next day. Oh, yeah. We'll just get the political stuff out out. of the way. Yep, Politico, once again, the House and Senate are using their annual defense bills to get the government to share more information about UFOs. Congress wants to know, is the truth out there oh boy here we go is the truth out there intergalactic if you're taking off have a good night bud yeah have a good night man praying for your mom yep wish her well all right so what's happening the house and senator using their annual defense bills to require declassification of reports related to ufos a bid to make government agencies share more information This sounds a little redundant. Uh, There's growing bipartisan interest on Capitol Hill as Mm. the Pentagon and other national security agencies have said they are investigating an increasing number of unidentified aircraft, which the government is now calling UAPs, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. 
Um, what the Senate wants to do, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Mike Rounds have proposed an amendment to the Senate's NDAA that would mandate the National Archives collect and store UAP records across the government. National mm. Archives. I wonder if they would put any of those on displays when they take the eighth well, graders down there for a field trip. Just uh, just as a quick side note, um, one of the people we've been trying to get on here um, to talk to has been um, the guy from New, F- New Frock. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's New Frock. Something like that. But um, And Guy knows who we're talking about. Right? Um. Why can't I think of his name now? I'm drawing a blank. Marler, David Marler. He's a busy man. He's very busy because they are making um, requests for information from his little archive. That's not little. Um, So they are reaching out and they are investigating this. Here's my theory. I think they have a craft or a crash craft or something. They found something and they're trying to figure out what it is. And these craft are here, whatever they are, whoever they are, they are here. Dude, all we have to do is talk to Ray Szymanski. Come on, Wright Patterson. Dude, there is something. Absolutely. <laughs> and and that's just a few hours south of us. Yep. Anyways, Wright, Wright Pat has the supposedly materials or did at one time because they have a very extensive material science like part of the base is set up just for that so anyways michelle so senators are modeling their proposal for declassifying documents on uaps after the release of records from the kennedy's assassination which required records to be made public within 25 years after enactment of a 1992 law um the schumer rounds amendment is also backed by uh let's see marco rubio uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Todd Young, and Martin Heinrich. Yeah, and one of the things I'm going to show you guys, a clip I'm going to play, actually, it's in the uh, our um, thumbnail, was a quote from Mr. David Fravor. And I'm going to read that quote. I want you guys to think about this for a minute. And the quote is, you now have active congressmen and women that are pushing policy who are literally diametrically opposed politically. But on this topic, it's bipartisan. And I don't know if we should be worried about that or not. Literally um, pushing policy. So we got Democrats and Republicans working together. Now, some people are going to be cheering for that because, well, this must be something real. Well, it is something real, but what are they going to use it for? That That's my concern. But anyways, go on, Michelle. And reading what Zen, Zen wrote about some Australian reporter claims that there's a crash, uh, UFO crash so big that they just built a building over it. So it was too big to move. So they just like. In case I wonder if that was Ross Coltart. He interviewed David Grush. So I thought I had heard something about yeah. that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see the big move. Uh, the new UAP records collection would carry what lawmakers are calling the presumption of immediate disclosure, meaning records would be public unless a new review board provided reasoning for documents to stay classified. Um, and then Harry Reid's legacy, the late Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid was famously obsessed with UFOs and there's bipartisan investment from his former colleagues in carrying on his legacy. Yeah, he was also friends, though, with David Bigelow. Him and Bigelow had yeah. a big time relationship and Reid is the one that got money put aside for Bigelow to investigate Skinwalker Ranch. So... Take that for what it's worth. I was waiting for you to say dressing again. Um, The American public has a right to learn about technologies of unknown origins, non-human intelligence, and unexplainable phenomenon. Uh, Let's see, Schumer said in a Friday statement. I agree. I agree. I don't like Schumer at all. He he's involved in this. It really makes the hair stand up on my back of my neck. But he's right in this. Uh, let's see what the house is doing. So Tim Burchett got a narrower provision tucked into a sweeping defense policy bill that passed the house on Friday. So the Tennessee Republicans measure requires defense secretary Lloyd Austin to declassify DOD records and documents relating to publicly known sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena that do not reveal sources, methods, or otherwise compromise the national security of the United States. DOD would have 180 days from the defense bill becoming law to declassify the reports. Mm. And so, then the last section here, in case you missed it, yeah, the, the new signs of life from Congress bipartisan UAP watchers Come as the House Oversight Committee is planning to hold a subcommittee hearing later this month on the issue. But Burchette told reporters on Friday that one witness had pulled back from testifying due to pressure from the Pentagon, which he quipped couldn't spell UFO. I have no interesting man. I don't have poker I that's brush. I don't know. I don't have a poker face. I know that my face is all lit up making facial gestures yeah Mm. all right so what's going on in chat i see intergalactic is going nuts over here i and i think he was getting ready to go play some video games too which i totally understand yeah i don't blame you dude i have to play video games to get my mind to just chill out on this stuff because it oh i don't know how people can talk about this stuff intergalactic i have honestly wondered sometimes with government exactly how many of them actually do have some sort of post education or did they get somebody just off the street and stick them in a suit yeah well michelle it's 10 o'clock why don't we do a quick break and come back and we're gonna uh, start closing this up yep and we i've got something cool to share with you guys and we're gonna talk that i found show some clips from the david fravor interview and uh let's go use the the little boys room but i'm gonna get some more coffee <laughs> you're gonna get more coffee yeah i guess dying so from my coffee <laughs> I guess. So, all right everybody we'll, we're gonna be right back and then we're gonna start wrapping this up with uh david fravor on the merged podcast and uh the oddities and curiosity 
Expo. So and we'll Zen, be congratulations, right passing your first year of your degree. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Traveling near New Boston, Michigan? Hungry? Well, then, you need to check out New Boston Coney and Grill tucked away at 37005 Huron River Drive. With daily specials, homemade soups and desserts, and a staff that makes you feel like family, you will not be disappointed. Give them a try for dine-in or carry-out at 734-606-5313. You can find their page, including their menu, on Facebook. Bon Appetit! Hey everyone, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors and some friends of the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Ray Shemansky, author of the Alien Shades of Grey's trilogy. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hi, I'm Greg Little, co-author of Origins of the God with England's Andrew Collins. It's a great book. It's about UFOs and the paranormal, and it gives an explanation. It's not what you think. And you are listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hello, my name is Burton and I am the host of Follow the Reaper podcast where every episode we examine first and secondhand true paranormal encounters. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast.
Hi, everyone. This is Jared Murphy of NotAliens.com, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle from Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Hey there, it's Richard Serrett, occasional weekend guest host of Coast to Coast AM and host of The Conspiracy Show. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle's Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. What's up, everyone? This is Burton. And Aaron from Lost in the Dark podcast. And raise your horns because you're listening to Wayne and Michelle from Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Gemma Jade from Gemma Jade YouTube, Moon Bear Oracle, Paranormal Chop Shop. You're here listening to Wayne and Michelle with the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hi, this is Chris Lato of the Chris Lato YouTube channel, retired F-16 pilot turned UAP investigator, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hi, this is Terry Lane Keel, director of MUFON memberships, investigator, demonologist, and author of Alien Healing, the true story of a benevolent extraterrestrial. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hello everyone, this is Michael Schrett, military aerospace historian and private pilot, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle at the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast, and we're glad to have you with us today. Hi, this is Seth Talk from MUFON and the author of You Have the Right to Talk to Aliens and the host of Alien Spirit TV with Sev on YouTube. You're listening to Wayne and Michelle at the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? This is Big Willie with the UFO Garage podcast, where we're all about UFOs, aliens, and all things weird. I also run a podcast, Band of Bearded Brothers, with my brother Micah, B-O-B-B for short, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle with the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. So take a seat and buckle up as they educate us on all things woo all righty here we are what's going on michelle you're back i'm back <laughs> still with coffee still got the coffee i had to switch to water it's 10 o'clock at night yep we've got a flight tomorrow yes we do Not um tonight i just one quick thing i want to make clear um michelle and i are doing this because of the experience that we had you know, there's, we're not looking for money or anything like that. We thought this was kind of a cool way to 
dig into this topic, something that neither one of us were into. And man, have we seen that there are a ton of factions out there and people doing totally different things. And uh, it's not our life. We are educators, but we definitely want to know what is going on with what we saw. And don't want to be in the dark. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I have a background in military and aircraft and all this stuff. And I can tell you that without a doubt, what we saw was not human. Now, my problem comes in when certain people get involved in this. It's just one of those things like, who do you trust? And that's, that's a big thing, right? Who are you supposed to trust when it comes to this stuff? And it's like, do you trust people from the government? Do you trust the lady down the road who said she was abducted and tattooed and, you know, had a kid? I mean, it's all stories. It's like, where's the hard evidence? I think the government has something that is hard evidence. Now, what does that mean? Did they retrieve something? I think so, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's what we think it is. I think they found some ancient technology. This is just my hypothesis. They found some ancient technology that is very advanced and they don't know what it is. So I think they may be using UFOs and aliens and all this stuff to cover it up. I'm, I'm of that idea that there, there was an archaeological dig and they found something. Maybe the stuff that was used or part of the, the tools that were used to create the pyramids and all of this stuff. I don't, I don't know, but something, something's going on. And I think they're using the whole alien story to cover it up. That's not to say there isn't aliens, but there, there's something, there's something going on. And I guess that's all I want to say on it, Michelle. I don't know. Do you want to say anything on it? Well, I have a feeling that a lot of your, uh, your thoughts come from your, your weekend with Randall Carlson. Yeah, and the that's Cosmic true. Summit too. Yeah, so. being at the Cosmic Summit and <laughs> listening to those speakers and stuff. They don't look at the extraterrestrial hypothesis, but they look at a high-tech ancient civilization. Now, what does high-tech mean? It means they had some type of tools that were that they were using to quickly cut rock or create polymers. And they were traveling the planet and they knew certain things and they hid it all in geometry and building. So speaking of ancient techniques, yeah. what did your wife just find out about this weekend? I knew that I had heard it before, but it didn't stick before hmm. about the 12th century in Victorian era, what they did with mummies. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
What, just, what, what did they do with mummies, Well, it Michelle? was it was <laughs> some weird Facebook thing that I had seen. It was like, you know, what knowledge did you learn recently that just was kind of like a shock and awe? And it was about the ingesting of the mummies, the, the fact that not a lot of Egyptian mummies had actually been uh, retrieved because of how they were used back during the Victorian era, I think up until around 1908, I believe. Yep. As far as the ingesting. Yeah. They, they would ingest. Corpses. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Strange stuff, man. I, yeah. You, know, you, if anybody wants weird, if anybody wants to go down a rabbit hole and had yeah. never heard that one before, that's a rabbit hole that I'm going down right now. And it is very disturbing. The mindset and medicinal purposes. Yeah. Of... Let's grab a couple comments here. I got to I want to pull up Guy's comment. He said there's aliens. Maybe there's ancient tech, etc. But there are aliens. Yeah. The universe is devoid of advanced life and we're it lol come on yeah no there's aliens there's other civilizations out there i mean come on the universe is as big as they say it is and when you can hold your thumb up to the sky and then in, inside your thumbnail if you take that square and project it out you're talking there's ten thousand different galaxies in that little space so come on you're right uh, i'm i'm convinced there's other life out there there has to be and one of the reasons I say that is because one of the talks that was given at the Cosmic Summit, and maybe one of these days here, I will pull it up and play it for you guys so you can check it out. Uh, great stuff. Talking about um, comets and panspermia and the different um, amino acids and stuff that they are finding on these chunks of ice and rock floating through space. So, Yeah. And then Rick Davis says, this is kind of cool. I believe that the quote unquote ancient technology that you think they found was from the first earth age that we came from. Yeah. Very, very possible. Very possible. You know, they do say our star is a Senate, a second or third generation star. So there was a star here. It went Nova blew up created all the materials that are in our solar system right now, and then came back together and reformed to what we are today. So, you know, it's possible. All right, Michelle, why don't we jump into the uh, merged podcast with David Fravor and uh, somebody I like Ryan Graves. Take it away. Um, let me go ahead and share this with everybody. So this is full credit to the merge podcast and Ryan Graves. Um, I like the podcast. He's had, um, Avi Loeb on there. He's had all kinds of people on there. So there's some things I want to point out and I want to, you know, you guys to listen to that I think are important. And I watch this guy and David Fravor is not a liar. He's not into any conspiracies. He's not. He's a guy I would trust. All right. And, and that's me. If you don't want to, that's fine. But his, his record is impeccable from the military. 
So one of the things here that he starts out with is uh, about where David Fravor was operating. Okay, so where was he flying during the Tic Tac encounter? So take a listen to this. Uh, except for that five-day jump over Thanksgiving, um, we were out till like like the 21st or 22nd of December. Mm-hmm. Where were you operating? Off the coast of San Diego, mm-hmm. which is, uh, there's a bunch of, they're called warning areas, which is basically just. So the coast of San Diego. Now we know that that's a hot spot. <laughs> it's a hot spot for UFO sightings is off the coast of San Diego. This tells people who are flying airplanes, there's high military activity out here, you know, enter at your own risk. It, it's not a prohibited that you can't go into like the airplane that just flew across DC and then ended up crashing because they were yes, hypoxic. That is, that is, that's P airspace. That's prohibited airspace. Then there's restricted airspace, which is like the bombing ranges, which you don't want to go in there, which I've seen people do. And then the warning areas are just basically military operating areas over water. So we were out there playing around for that, that two months. So, you know, we go on this flight, you know, obviously the cruiser had seen all that stuff, never told us. We didn't even know they were out there. And we go out on that training mission and I'm not going to repeat the story, but, um, you know, we're the first time that they had actually seen the things and they had manned airplanes, you know, Go uh, going out. So they said, Hey, kill the train. Let's go figure out what these things are. Cause we've been seeing. Okay. So they had experience with these craft or whatever they are showing up and they decided to go ahead and, uh, stop the training and send people out, pilots out in F-18 fighters to go check it out. So I'm going to forward here a little bit. And this is the encounter. Like a really good airspeed for the airplane. If you need maneuver. So let me back this up so just real quick. Like he, really good airspeed. He talks about 300 knots. That's how they measure airspeed is in knots, not miles per hour. But anyways, 300 knots is a great speed for an aircraft. So he's flying at 300 knots. That roughly translates into 330 miles an hour. Closer to it. And it comes back up at us. And you're like, okay, we don't have anything to just kind of hang out over the water like that. And then airplanes, you know, uh, going out. So they said, hey, kill the train. Let's go figure out what these things are because we've been seeing them. And that's exactly what happened. And then you get out there and then you see it and you're like, Okay. And you it's the standard process. Like, okay, low over water, white helicopter. Okay. Then your brain goes into, okay, identifying things of a helicopter, rotors, rotor wash, tail boom, doesn't have any of that. Okay. Not a helicopter. Oh, okay. Well, let's go down and get closer to it. Then it comes back up at us and you're like, okay, we don't have anything that just kind of hang out over the water like that. And then just come up and match me in a two circle flow uphill while I'm coming downhill. Mm-hmm. And then when we cut across and it goes, as it's crossing my nose, it just rapidly accelerates and disappears. Um, what, you is, know. what does that mean tactically to you as a pilot when something matches you to circle? Okay. So, Michelle, what are you thinking right now listening to his testimony, his witness? Yeah, he, He's a top gun pilot. Well, it's nice to finally hear the account coming from him and not just in print mm-hmm. on an article. So mm-hmm. just kind of taking all of that in. Does he does he appear to you that he's lying about what happened? It, it doesn't feel like it. I mean, it's his account. There was also four, uh, three other people, his wingman and their backseaters. So three other people that saw this thing as well. All right. So let's keep listening to the account. Uh, How would from, you explain it to a layman? F- well, here, here's the 
the easiest way is one. So I'm coming downhill and I'm probably doing around 300 knots. There's a reason 300 mm -hmm. knots is like a really good airspeed for the airplane. If you need maneuverability. So as I'm coming down, then all of a sudden you got something hovering and it just turns and it, it's like almost instantaneous. It's doing the same speed as me. It goes around. So now you start questioning, you know, uh, thrust to weight is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. You can just instantaneously accelerate and start matching an airplane that's coming downhill when you're coming uphill. Is he essentially on your lift vector? No, so he's, he's off my wing. Stabilized flight. Like he's very stabilized. So would you say it's like a, he's stabilized it. So you're no longer closing on, on it or you can no longer bring your nose around or is it just no he's across the circle so uh, if you look at it we're it's it's like i don't know if kids still play it ring around the rosy or duck duck goose where when you're a kid everyone sat in a circle and then two people were at mm -hmm. one on one side one on the other and you'd walk around and duck yep. duck duck and you'd run and you know eventually the the cheap the easiest way to get someone is to cut across the circle or you're faster than them. Mm -hmm. So in a two circle flow, the one who can get around the circle fastest is the one who's probably going to win. Cause he's going to become more and more offensive. And eventually if he's fast enough, he's going to end up behind the other person. Mm -hmm. Do you think he was fast enough to get behind you? Um, oh yeah. You know, we didn't know that at the time, you know, I just saw it yeah. like, you know, so I guess what I'm trying to ask is what, what's your tactical assessment of it making that maneuver? Was it to stabilize the situation? Was it trying? Yeah. To I think it's just to neutralize me coming down mm -hmm. and, Okay, so we're talking about American fighter jets that are checking this thing out. Now, there are drones out there and everything, but to have a drone immediately change from hover, turn, and then match a fighter jet at over 300 miles per hour as the fighter jet is circling down, it mirrors his movement and starts coming up. So you had these two circles, one aircraft circling, coming down, while now this other craft is circling and coming up to match him. It It's, I don't know of any kind of craft, and, and he does end up saying, um, you know, this thing had no wings, no sign of propulsion, and it's zipping around at 300 miles per hour. So let's see what he says about the neutralization to, to see, you know, maybe, I don't know. Cause you don't know if it was, you know, like I said, it didn't, it didn't have windows or anything, but you don't know, you know, it's nose maybe it was thing. virtual. It could turn. I mean, we already saw how it moved. We already saw it abruptly just uh, swap its axis from North South to basically, mm -hmm. you know, West to East and start coming up at us. So, you knew it had some maneuvering capabilities that you don't have. And then for it to just to match us as we're going around the circle, you know, it's pretty much at the same speed coming up at you. Um, and that's when I decided when we went all the way around once and it was, I was getting to that, basically my vertical turn room. Mm -hmm. That's when I cut across the circle and it just, it didn't come at us. It was never, it was never threatened. I never mm -hmm. felt threatened at all. And as it came up, you know, and you can see, cause we have a glare shield, which is the canopy rail where the canopy closes, you know, between the windshield and the, the roof that comes down. Once it got inside of that to my windscreen in that left quarter, you could kind of start to see it as it accelerated. And in that short period of time, which if you put a ruler there is like what, maybe a max of 12 inches, it, it just accelerates and goes away, you know? And like mm -hmm. I've always said, the one regret is we didn't have the helmet cam on because no one really turns the helmet cam on because it's annoying. No one watches that video. Had we had the helmet cam on, we probably got some really cool video of this thing, but we didn't have the helmet cam on. So it's a regret. But luckily, 
Chad went out on the next flight. We landed, told him about it. And he just happened to, by luck, that thing was where we told it would be. And he caught that minute 30 second video. Of it, so, all right. See? So now he's talking about that famous Tic Tac video um, on the FLIR device. But there have been many people out there that have tried to debunk what he's saying as it was just another aircraft and the, the, the blob you see on the, on the screen is just another aircraft. These guys know aircraft. I mean, they have to be able to identify aircraft and the way the thing's moving. I, I mean, to me, this is legit. Now, Michelle, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say it's like the the infamous, oh, look, my phone's in my purse on the yep. floor of the Jeep. I didn't yep. get the, the recording cam. of the <laughs> the triangle. So the helmet cam. I don't know. With, with watching this video, though, is serious of an event that he encountered. Maybe he's just told this story over and over again that it's becoming become so well rehearsed the the facial expressions mm -hmm. are what i'm watching the most i don't know if i would be sitting there smiling and smirking while i'm telling a story of seeing an unidentified craft that is just me that's fair so but i also i mean i maybe it's part of my degree in just watching facial expressions and so, well, I mean, these guys just are, my, are basically just my two cents rocket jockeys, right? They live on adrenaline when they're flying those aircraft, you know, they're, they're moving over the speed of sound at times and they're fighter pilots, you know? Well, we've got so, the link to this podcast in yeah. our show notes too. So if, you know, people are interested in continuing on and taking a look into the well, interview, there's a couple other spots. Oh, there's, yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to I want to fast forward to something here um, where they talk about um, 3D printing and let me go to 51 minutes. And this is going to ruffle some people's feathers right here. I'm just going to play it from here. Check this out. And he, he brings up a guy's name, Bob. Yes. Who he was talking to. Lazar. After all this, Bob Lazar. Ding, ding. How are they moving? If if really there's no planet for them to come from that's, you know, not more than, you know, 15 light years away, how do they get here? You know, there's a bunch of stuff we don't understand, mm -hmm. which is a little bit of a frustration with um, some of the folks that are physics minded that say, well, that's against the law of physics. No, it's against the laws of physics that we know. Mm -hmm. You know, Einstein came up with a lot of laws of physics and, and theories that went against what people believed at the time, but they've been proven to be true. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I just want to jump on that. That's absolutely true. People right now, just like anything else, will dismiss new ideas because it doesn't follow the current science, quote unquote, or what they think they know about science. There's so much, not everything has been discovered, okay? We don't know the answers to everything. As much as we like to think that we do with our smartphones and internet and all that, there's plenty more to be discovered in science. So just because we don't have it right now and everybody has it doesn't mean 
that it's not possible. And so I'm going to, when we finish this, I'm going to give my two cents on what's going on. What, if this is all faked, I got an idea of why they would fake this. So because we don't have it now, doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means we oh. haven't figured it out. And imagine talk to, you know, cause I've talked to Bob. Talk to Bob. You, I said, how long do you think you, what you saw? Uh, he said at least another hundred years because our material science, it's the same thing with anything else. You go, Ooh, can we do this? We don't have the material science to do it, but now we do. So you know, I was talking to him one day and I said, uh, I said, Hey, how would you describe it? He said in 1989, because he got, he says he got to go inside the craft. And this is obviously to the audience. If you're assuming that you believe Bob, but I'll just say Bob's a very legitimate guy and he's very smart. He said, if you'd asked me, it was made out of wax and then you heat it up and then all the seams would melt because it didn't have any seams or rivets or anything like that. That was 1989. I said, what about now? This is a couple years ago. He said, 3d printing. He goes, you would just 3D print it. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at anything 3D printed, you know, you can make things that move in 3D printing, and but it's one solid piece. It's literally revolution. There, there's a guy that made a whole car mm -hmm. out of 3D printing. So the brake assembly is literally one unit. It's made as one unit. And the piston inside moves and it doesn't have, you can't break it. You can't, it's. And what, it's, we're, what we're probably imagining here is more of, you know, not 3D printing as we have it today, but, you know, a technological progression that would make it probably visually seamless and. Yes. Very strong, not what we have well, today. It's going to get better. Sure. I mean. Yep. Okay, so interesting. 3D printing. Notice we do have 3D printing, right? I mean, there are people that 3D print guns, cars, <laughs> equipment, right, Michelle? I have a magnet of Molnir. Yeah. That was 3D printed. That was 3D printed, right? Okay. So anyways, that I thought was interesting. And I'm surprised more people didn't jump on this and go, okay, he's talking to Bob Lazar. Everybody knows Bob Lazar is, is nuts and, and, and fake. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not, I'm not casting judgment. Lazar, I don't know. But let's go. There's just a couple, two more things I want to um, show you guys. And I know Intergalactic said something about, you know, him talking about using a ruler. What he was talking about was measuring an area inside the cockpit of the jet. And by knowing that distance and projecting that out, you know how fast uh, an object is moving, right? You can, if you know its distance from you and you know the, the a measurement close to you, you can project that out. And, and convert that to actual distance um, and speed. So that's what he was talking about using the ruler. All right. So now he's going to talk about the power of the Tic Tac. So let's see here. 57 minutes. And what did I say? 57.23. So, yeah. And everybody, the link to this podcast will be uh, in the show notes. So this is uh, his talking about um, the power that it would take to move that object that they saw through the roof. It's like you're running New York City for quite a long time on the power required to do that. Like maybe ignite the atmosphere. Hold on. Better deal. Quite a jump. A little bit too far. All right, here we go. You, you redo funding that says, hey... There, we have a pot of money for certain things that's just uh -huh. going to get replenished. But, you know, now it's known. 
you know, or you have a program that it's kind of discretionary, kind of like uh, petty cash in a business where you go, I just need to go get this or buy, you know, you don't have to, it's not, you're just worried about what you took. Mm -hmm. um, because I think for the initial stuff on this is it's it, in the big picture, it's relatively low cost. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to build a whole new infrastructure. I'm not trying to do all that. I'm trying to capitalize on this, you know, and I think from, the speculation, like someone did an account for the Tic Tac, you know, for it to come down from above 80,000 feet, hang out, do what it did, and then go up and disappear. The The amount of energy for something that we would know to do that is like through the roof. It's like you're running New York City for quite a long time on the power required to do that. Like maybe ignite the atmosphere type energy levels. Yes. <laughs> so you go, okay. Now, maybe, you know, Ryan Graves says something interesting there. You mean like ignite the atmosphere? And that was a concern when they were testing nuclear bombs back uh, the Trinity site was that they were making bombs so powerful. They were worried that they were going to ignite the atmosphere of the planet and just wipe everything out. That it would cause a chain reaction. And, and uh, so anyways, Fravor touches on something there talking about the amount of energy required to move that craft um, the way that they tracked them from 80,000 feet down right down to the deck or the ground level and then zip back up the amount of energy that it would take to move a craft like that is immense. Um, so, yeah. So, um, by the way, Zen. Yeah, we did uh, talk about um, John Yost fundraiser and we'll mention it here in a few minutes uh, again once we close out. So thanks for the reminder on that. Okay, um, let's see. One last thing. Does the U.S. have the tech? So this is the last thing I want to play from them. Let's see, 58, 20. Let's just start here. All right, so he gets into whether he knows the U.S. has tech or not. In some state of either fully together or not fully together, I'm going to assume that other countries have the same thing, mm -hmm. right? So you can say, you know, let's just say the big ones, Russia, China, um, you know, where's, where's that at, you know, and where are they at? Because they don't have the issues that we have. They, they're doing it. We have some of the brightest people in the world, you know, that want to do this stuff, but um, you know, is it a, can you, cause your pool that you're swimming in is much smaller than the big pool. And I've said this of, is there a chance to pull other academics where you go this person over here at this university is like one of the leading experts can you feed him in in a you know you'd have to kind of put it in a swim lane i'd say you know where you're not going to get to see everything but you're going to get to see this piece how's this work okay so i'm going to stop it there and this is this is my hypothesis if you think that all of this stuff is bs why they would want to do this. Why would they want the funding and whatever? I think it has something to do with how we've progressed as a human race from the very beginning. Somebody saw something that did something unexplainable. <clears throat> and what do we like to do? Copy it. So this could all be a big push to get material sciences 
to push more and get very bright people working on these material sciences to create crafts that can do this and to do uh, anti-gravity, okay, or whatever you want to call it. But anyways, guys, I don't know, Michelle, do you want to throw anything else on that? Nope, I'm ready to talk about the, okay. the next You'll find the link Next to that item. podcast and um, Ryan Graves podcast in the show notes here. Once we're done, um, I enjoy it. So hopefully you guys can check it out and see uh, Dave Fravers full interview. Um, he talks for about the first half hour going over his history of flying with the Navy and his background. So really good stuff. All right. So we're going to end it on a fun note here. Um, Michelle, I'm going to go ahead and note a fun and odd note. Let me share this with you guys. Cause we kind of stumbled upon this and we'd really like to get these people to come on and, and talk. That'd be really As cool. As to why they would ever start yeah. this. So, so recently this Saturday, uh, the Novi Expo Center here in Michigan had an expo for oddities and curiosities. So, and I don't know if any of you out there have seen this. This was a one day only event in Michigan. So we did not get a chance to go. It was like too late in the day. But when I started looking into it, um, it shows that um, actually this coming weekend, they're going to be in Chicago. So for a two day event for Saturday and Sunday, it's different vendors, different shows like Mad Clowns. Lots of taxidermy. Uh, in fact, I was watching a video earlier off of YouTube, uh, Carpetbagger. So he happened to stop in the Columbus, Ohio show and was showing off some of the taxidermy items. And I'm not kidding you guys, stuffed squirrel on a stripper pole. It was one of the funniest <laughs> things I had ever seen. Um, but like different kinds of like animal skulls and, you know, different artwork and different exhibits and shows. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely if you are into Halloween, um, I I'm doing like a free plug for them. Uh, this yeah. is a really cool event. Um, so, and I, then they end, oh, what is it? Like November 11th, they're going to be in Tampa, Florida. That's the last one. But then it looks like they're going to be coming back next year because they start to do, um, if you go to the events this is a created by a husband and wife yeah pretty cool so i was tony like, and michelle cozaglio yeah cozaglio i know cozaglio. He, oh there we go yeah. it, that sounds better than what you it's like the sounding out phonetically yeah exactly so but yeah check them out it's but yeah a, i'm following them right now as far as this and i don't know i like going to the novi expo center anyhow but they're already planning for that 2024 show. So here in Michigan. Yeah. So here's their, their updates um, of their tour. So they have on, uh, was that July 22nd and 23rd? Yeah, I said that they were going to be in Chicago. Chicago. And then Buffalo, New York on August 5th and 6th. Richmond, Virginia on August 12th and 13th. See you, Rick. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Las Vegas. Vegas. So, Las Vegas, Vegas, baby. baby. Vegas, baby. So 916. So yeah. So Expo at the World Market Center, South Hall. So yeah. that's cool. They got a they got a lot of tour dates there. If you so. guys are in any of those areas, the tickets are yeah. very reasonably reasonably priced. Check it out. 
So especially, like I said, if you're a fan of Halloween. Yep. So check them out. The Oddities and Curiosities Expo. Next year we'll be at the Detroit show. I already will put links to that as well. I want to go. I want to go shopping. You want to go shopping? I want to go shopping. Because of the expo? Yeah, they had some cool stuff. (laughs) They had some like goblin looking creatures that looked like it came off the set of Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Yeah. Well, guys, it was just us tonight. And I think we we'll, some articles to talk about. So. You know, when we don't have the interviews lined up because folks are busy, you know, here and it's we, summer, they're taking, you know, their time off as well. Oh, we get it. But hopefully we'll see you guys in about a week because we need to go finish packing. That's true. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening or both listen and watch um and don't forget to check out the gofundme page for john yost john yost right yeah diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and uh you know we're pulling for him we're hoping everything turns out well but the link is in the show notes for his gofundme so go check that out all right michelle i think it's that time what do you think oh it's definitely that time All right, everybody, have a good night. Have a great night, everyone. And remember, keep your eyes to the sky. You have been listening to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. You can reach us at mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at mi underscore UFO and join our Facebook group by searching for Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters. So until next time.